Welcome to Mind Solvers, where we help you solve the unsolvable. In our podcast, we examine the phenomena of the human mind and unmask its incredible power. It's been our experience over 35 years of pursuit that there are no limits or boundaries to the potential of the human mind. I'm John Terry, one of your hosts today. And I'm Verl Woodbury, your other host. Uh, Yes, we'd like to welcome you and thank you for your interest and the time you're taking to check us out. What we share with you during this and our other podcasts comes from our own experiences over those 35 years. And we'll be sharing the experiences of some other people as well. So join us as we discuss some of the mysteries that you may have in your life and how you can use the power of your own mind to solve them. We hope you'll join us for each podcast and invite your friends to listen as well. We want to welcome you to episode nine of Mind Solvers, where we have invited a special guest and old friend of mine, Richard Webb, to help us discuss the powerful effects of music on the mind. Music has always been a significant part of my life. From grade school to the present, I've always been a part of school, church, and community choirs and musicals, but perhaps more importantly, and with respect to our podcast, I have learned to relax with music. This is Verl, and since I was eight and had a sudden urge to learn to play the piano and somehow convinced my parents to buy me one to practice, music has been important to me in some way throughout my life. In band, in choirs, both playing the piano and singing. Even today, I sing in a couple of faith-based choirs. It's made a huge difference throughout my life. But before we bring on Richard, I'd like to explain a bit why we thought Richard's ideas about using music for change would be a good fit with what we're trying to do with our approach to relaxation and hypnosis. We started out explaining the need for peace and relaxation at a time when the coronavirus seemed determined to add stress and pain to everyone's lives using John's sessions of relaxation. Each new episode took these ideas even further to the power of visualization added to relaxation. And we introduced the power of the subconscious and the critical faculty, which John is going to review a bit later. We gave some examples of how hypnosis can help resolve issues stemming from childhood, which can strongly affect us in our adult lives, and even talked about the power of the mind in healing organs of the body. Our ultimate goal is to help people cause change in their lives through accessing the subconscious through techniques of relaxation and visualization. So when John and I learned about what Richard calls transformational songs and saw the similar goals Richard has to help people change throughout the music he's been developing, and knowing how important music has been in our lives, it seemed to be something that our listeners might find very helpful and effective. And we hope that Richard's friends find our podcast useful as well. And as a special gift to our listeners, Richard has agreed to include one of his transformational songs as part of our tradition of relaxation and visualizations at the end of the podcast. So, Richard, tell us about the fascinating story behind your songs. And, of course, let them know where they can find more about them and how the music can help them. Hello. I'm really happy to be with the both of you for this special episode on music. Similar to both of you, I've been involved in music most of my life. I played the trumpet and piano and then became involved in choirs throughout high school and college. I never considered myself a professional musician, 
However, later on in life, I discovered how music could be used to help transform and shift beliefs held in the subconscious mind. And with that, I started along the path of writing specific songs to address specific areas of concern at the time. When you say shift beliefs in the subconscious mind, that sounds like you've had some experience learning about self-help or personal development. Well, throughout my life, I've searched for ways to speed up the process of accomplishing my goals and getting to where I want to be. I've attended countless seminars and self-help programs, read numerous books, and hired coaches and mentors to help me transition to a higher version of myself. But no matter what I tried, I still felt stuck, unable to make significant and long-lasting changes that I desired. And I often wondered, why does life have to be so hard? Why do others seem to succeed, but I seem to fail? Or even, how can I get ahead? Yeah, I think we've all pondered over these same questions and wondered about getting ahead and being successful in life. In a nutshell, it always felt like there was something missing, something that could make life a little easier, something that could accelerate my progress. And one day I discovered it. So Richard, what was the turning point for you? Well, it all started in 2012. At the time, I was using a program called Mind Movies that included pictures and affirmations of my goals that flashed on my computer screen. It was also recommended to choose a song, and the song I chose was called Top of the World by Karen Carpenter. The song, pictures, and affirmations all played on repeat. And I did this practically daily for months. Why this specific song? The reason I chose this particular song was simply because it was a beautiful song that I remembered growing up, and also because it created a nice, happy feeling that reminded me of the emotions I imagined that I would feel. I practiced this for several months, and while I was able to accomplish one main goal that included traveling and staying on a beautiful remote island in Panama, I realized that nothing was happening with all of the other goals. And what did you learn from using this program? Well, soon after I returned from my Panama trip in January of 2013, a friend and I started discussing the possibilities of going to an island in the Arctic called Svalbard. Wait, where? Many people have not heard of this place, but if you take a commercial flight to the northernmost place you can go on this planet, then that is where you will end up. It's only a two and a half hour flight to the North Pole from there. I have to say that's pretty unusual. Sounds like you were quite the world traveler then. Keep in mind that I hadn't been out of the country since 19 years prior. I had gotten married, and we had seven children at the time. Money was tight, and my worldwide travel ambitions were never part of any budget. You must have had something internally pushing you towards this. For me to go to Panama and then to the Arctic Circle only a few months later was highly unusual. I love adventure, but at the time it was like there was a burning inside of me that I couldn't explain to do this trip. I didn't even know if my friend and I could pull it off, but things came together and we ended up going and staying for four nights. I was amazed at how everything seemed to fall into place for this trip to happen, including being able to pay for it. Uh, interesting. You must have had something inside you driving you. Why did you want to go there? You see, I had a long list of goals that I was focused on during the previous four months, and going to the top of the world was not one of them. <laughs> so not only it wasn't one of your top goals, it wasn't even one of your goals. Exactly. Nothing happened with most of those goals I was focused on. However, the thing that came through with the most ease was something I wasn't even trying for as a goal. In episodes five and six, we discuss a part of the mind that compares incoming information and either accepts the ideas that support our reality 
or rejects those incongruent with our life's model, much like a computer's firewall. So your music choice, Richard, was able to bypass this firewall and drop a very powerful suggestion directly into your subconscious. Yes, I had inadvertently programmed my subconscious mind with this phrase, I'm on top of the world, because I had listened to that song so many times. It must have been a real breakthrough when you understood that. I realized something very significant. I can accomplish anything I desire if I put what I want in the lyrics of a song and repeat it. So do you write your own music? At the time, I wasn't a songwriter, nor did I believe I could be one. All I had was this feeling inside of me that I needed to start creating songs that could help me and others to accomplish their desires with ease. So Richard, let me ask you something. If this song had such an impact on your life, I'm guessing there might have been other times music had affected you strongly. You're right. One of the reasons why I was impacted so strongly from that experience to the top of the world was because it was actually the second time that my life had been altered in an amazing way simply by listening to a song. Yes, I have to imagine more times than you're even aware of. What happened? Seventeen years prior to that, I was struggling in my dating life. And when I say struggle, I mean I literally dated over a hundred different women and nothing was working out in terms of marriage prospects. Statistically, something should have worked out. Well, there are a lot of songs about finding a mate and falling in love, right? It's true. There are many songs about falling in love. But just because they are about love doesn't mean they will work for creating the love relationship you want. For me, I finally recognized that I was holding on to a limiting belief. After doing a meditation, the limiting belief was revealed to me. It's too hard to fall in love. So you weren't going to let yourself fall in love? Right. At that moment, a song popped into my head, It's So Easy to Fall in Love, by Linda Ronstadt. So I began to listen to that song daily for a couple weeks. And by the end of the second week, I had a serious girlfriend, and it was effortless. There was no struggle. I immediately recognized a shift in the energy from hard to easy. Wow. And how did it turn out with her? After dating this woman for a few months, we got to that point where we had to decide which direction our relationship was going to take us. Would we get married or go our separate ways? Let me guess. You went your separate ways? Yes. And after all of that, I was mad. I stopped listening to that song. In my mind, it didn't work. So I continued the dating process again and just like before, experienced the struggle I was so familiar with. So you gave in to your old way of thinking, and the critical faculty, which likes to keep things the status quo, went right back to that, just like before. Then later, I thought I'd give it another try. Sure enough, some other woman shows up that I start to fall in love with. It felt magical, and I could sense the ease of the whole situation like before. Wow, Richard, that's really amazing. But I'm singing the song in my head right now, and it says that love's for fools. Well, that is one example of how you can't just use any song to reprogram limiting beliefs. Most every song is going to have some words that are not ideal in reprogramming beliefs. But in that song, the main phrase, it's so easy to fall in love, is repeated many times throughout with 21 references to easy. Anyway, the second time, I recognized much sooner that she also was not the person for me to marry. After some time, I realized something very important, and that is that the song I was listening to didn't say anything about marriage. Hmm, come to think of it, that's right. 
is simply repeated, it's so easy to fall in love, over and over again. The song worked perfectly and gave me exactly what was in the lyrics. The issue was that the lyrics did not completely match my intentions, which was to get married. Once I realized that, I added a second song to my playlist that dealt with the topic of families. Oh, very interesting, Richard. You know, I'll bet we don't know the lyrics to most of the songs we listen to, so it's no wonder how screwed up we are emotionally. Actually, I'm not sure it always screws us up, but I do know that when we really listen to the lyrics, it can open our eyes to what the songwriter is really saying. A couple of times recently, my wife and I have been listening to oldies, which we like, and she said, I really don't like that song. I'd always thought it was pretty catchy, but she said, listen to the words. And yes, I'd heard the words for years without consciously paying attention, and just then realized that the story they told was pretty bad from a moral point of view. And those are pretty tame songs from the 60s and 70s. Imagine the effect some of the even more negative but catchy songs that keep coming out have on people subconsciously. So what happened when you added the song about families? That was the key. Within one month, a friend had invited me to share an apartment with him, and it was there that I met the woman I ended up marrying and had eight children with. So even though I knew, since 1996, about the power of a song to transform one's life, it took a trip to the top of the world to give me that second experience, to show me that my main purpose in life was to be a songwriter of songs that used affirmations as part of the lyrics. So what kinds of experiences have you had since then? From that point on, I started creating songs for my own desires as well as for others. For example, I wrote, It's so easy to build my house. And months later, I had a brand new shower and garage that had been converted into a beautiful space with a sauna and swim spa inside. Hey, do you have a song about overcoming procrastination? Our listeners may remember I struggle with that from time to time. Then you might like the song, Master of Time. Huh, I'll definitely take a look. I then wrote a song called, I Feel Like a Millionaire. Wait, have you been holding back on me? No, but one month later, I woke up with the inspiration and determination to take my 12-year-old son to Sedona, Arizona on a detox retreat. I worked out a deal to provide marketing services in exchange for a nine-day health resort for both my son and I that should have cost well over $5,000. But it was only around $200, and our room and board was included in that. I've driven through Sedona several times. What a beautiful place. Then on top of that, a good friend coincidentally was invited to visit his dad's luxurious apartment in Sedona around the same time period. And since they had an extra room, they invited us to stay for free. The day they arrived was the day we finished the detox retreat. Quite a coincidence. We spent two amazing weeks in Sedona for practically nothing. When I walked into the apartment, I literally thought to myself, I feel like a millionaire. At that point, I realized that the song had created this experience. The song by Journey, Don't Stop Believing, just popped into my mind, but I better look up the lyrics before I listen to it. I can literally go on and on, but let me share something else kind of special. I had a friend whose son had passed away and who was having a hard time moving forward. She literally could not do anything because of how depressed she felt. So I wrote a song for her called, I Feel the Peacefulness. Later, I'd really like to know more about where you get your inspiration, but please go on. Two days later, she emailed and said, thank you so much. I can now move forward. 
Today was the first day I was able to start doing my work again. Later, I had a friend who was struggling to find a job after a recent move. He decided to listen to multiple songs from my Transformational Songs albums dealing with financial success. Within a short time, something opened up at a previous employer, and he got a great paying job doing work that he loves to do. Now would be a good time, Verl. So, Richard, how do the lyrics and melodies for the transformational songs come to you? Over time, with each song I created, I got clearer and clearer about how this unique process works to tap into the musical genius of our brains. I took all the mistakes, all the work, and all the feedback I got from others who have tried this, and we've basically combined those elements back into the process and made them so crystal clear that anyone who listens to the transformational songs will get the result they are looking for because we've made sure that they actually work in a way to give you the highest level of good. As a result, my confidence in my ability as a songwriter increased exponentially, and the miracles that continued to happen were mind-blowing. I knew that I had found my calling in life, and this joy that I felt in the process propelled me to continue to create song after song dealing with various topics. So tell us some of the categories you've written about. The various categories include financial, health, relationship, and personal development goals. How do you make these universal lyrics so that they apply to everyone? Yeah, the lyrics that are used in each song are not just meant for me. They were intentionally created to help anyone. For example, everyone has different preferences. So let's assume there is a song about obtaining a brand new car. Well, instead of mentioning the Mercedes-Benz, Lamborghini, Porsche, etc., I leave the specifics out to focus on the feelings that one would have upon getting a hold of their perfect car. So you make them general enough to fit everyone. Exactly. In this way, the song helps each person manifest what is best for them personally in a unique and powerful way. Now, in case you're thinking that you might try playing nice music in the background while repeating your affirmations, I need to warn you, that's not where the magic lies. Hmm, that's interesting. I wouldn't have thought that. Please explain. The magic happens when the words are tied to the melody as part of the song. When the affirmations are the lyrics, that is when it sticks to your subconscious like glue. If that's the case, then how did the original songs, I'm on top of the world and it's so easy to fall in love, have such an impact on you? Those songs actually taught me this principle. The phrase that gets repeated the most, which is usually the chorus line, is what is going to create the new belief, and it's oftentimes quite literal. For one, the main phrase was, it's so easy to fall in love. And for the other song, it was, I'm on top of the world. So I learned from those experiences how to write the affirmational lyrics that go deep into your mind and give you exactly what you want. And that's why you can use these songs as tools for transformation rather than just for entertainment. As I said earlier, I'd really like to know how you get your inspiration for the songs you write. Are you tapping the subconscious or is it more of a conscious effort? The inspiration for songs comes from either things I am working on personally or things that I know many other people are working on. For example, I am not trying to lose weight, but I knew that many people might want one for that. The goal is to eventually have a song for all the major areas that people are trying to improve in their lives. But every once in a while, I'll have the melody come to me first before I know what it will be about. I've listened to several of the songs you sent us, and they're very positive, and the tunes are quite catchy. I found myself humming the melody with the main lyrics pretty easily. I know you've got some testimonials on your website that are impressive. 
But overall, I believe what you're trying to do is get people to make changes in spite of the critical faculty, that gatekeeper, which really seems to cling to keeping things the same. It's pretty tough to get past. What about music do you feel can make this happen maybe more effectively than other methods that try to get people to change? I have heard it said that music activates or stimulates all areas of the brain better than most other activities that you could do. Perhaps for that reason, it accesses the emotional component, which is critical for making the affirmations become a reality. I know you have a number of testimonials on your website that confirm how your songs have helped them, but of course, no approach is perfect for everyone, and some people are unsure about new ideas. Plus, the critical faculty tends to make people resistant to real transformation. I'm curious, what are some of the things that people have expressed doubts about? Maybe your listeners are wondering some things, too. And how do you overcome those doubts when people express them? Well, one of the biggest issues is that people put these songs in the same bucket as regular songs. What I mean is that when you listen to a new song, you automatically ask yourself if you like the song or not. The reason we do this is because songs have typically been used for entertainment purposes. So if someone doesn't like one of our songs, they may stop listening to it without realizing they can still benefit from the transformative effect of it in other ways, such as by playing it at the lowest volume possible. In this way, they may not even need to hear it, but the positive messages from the lyrics will still connect and help to reprogram subconscious beliefs. I'm also interested in knowing if you've been able to make this a full-time pursuit or if you have plans to do that. I do have plans to make this a full-time pursuit. It's what I feel is my main purpose in life. Is there anything we've missed that you'd like to bring up before we go into our relaxation part of the podcast? And of course, please tell our listeners the website where they can find your songs. Nothing else. I think we've covered it. Anyone who would like to get a free song can go to my.transformationalsongs.com. After filling out the form, they will be redirected to a page that tells my story and explains how they can access the albums. And of course, we'll put that in the podcast description as well. Also, to introduce this particular song, I'd just like to say that Embody the Change has to do with believing in our own ability to create change in our life. Have you ever wondered if you could change certain areas that you've been stuck in? Well, this is the one to help program the general idea that we can embody the change I wish to see. Thank you, Richard. That will be an excellent way to end this episode. So if you haven't already, let me suggest that you make sure that you're sitting or lying in a comfortable position and allow your eyes to gently close as you take in several deep cleansing breaths and enjoy relaxing with this transformational song from Richard's collection. If you have a picture board of your goals and aspirations, I would like to request the assistance of the subconscious mind to bring these images from that board clearly and vividly into your mind and allow the melody and lyrics to transform your life.
As I look inside my very soul I feel so grateful for what I've come to know I deserve to feel happiness My worth is greater than I can express And I love myself And everything will be okay And I accept myself Cause I'm present in every day My vision's clear as I rise That I wish to see Living my life So joyfully Taking me where I want to be Shining my light So bright I feel the peace And tranquility Grounded now To our synergy I surrender now For the highest good Success flows easy As I know it should And I love myself And everything will be okay And I accept myself As I help others Achieve success I'm making changes in ways that That I wish to see Living my life so joyfully Taking me where I want to be Shining my light so bright Health improves day by day I'm living free in every way And I've grown so much Spiritually, and I've learned to live in harmony, and I love myself, and I accept myself, and I've gained respect from those
simply open your eyes.